What is good, everybody? It's the low-key sports crew coming back with another episode, and we are completely done with the NBA season, and the Golden State Warriors are, of course, the NBA champions again. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Warriors! Don't uh, you I, ever. I was about to say, that chance still haunts me to this day, I honestly. I know. I almost threw up. <laughs> <laughs> that chance still haunts me. Listen, listen. It, ha- it haunts me too, okay? It's, yeah. I hate that. I hate them. But, all right. I'm with it. <laughs> what, what, what y'all, how'd y'all feel? Because I'm, I'm just happy that Steph got his. Ring, uh, his finals MVP. Other than that, I can't care less. Oh, and Jordan Poole, of course. Oh, but yeah, Michigan man. That, I'm. Even though we all predicted Golden State was going to win, and it, it went, I'm glad. I'm glad that it, it was definitely an interesting series. Like it, it was like close the whole time, but like my thing, my uh, my thing about it was I just wish Tatum showed up a little bit more. Especially with all the antics, like uh, he was like similarly doing to Kobe and stuff. I was so disappointed in that. Yeah. So I saw the uh, meme talking about uh, he did that, like uh, Kobe was in his first, uh, well, not first finals, but the finals against the Pistons. And I was talking about uh, how he channeled his 2004 Kobe because he did, because Kobe did bad in that series. <laughs> Damn. I was like, damn, I was messed up. I was messed up. But, oh yeah, man. Shout out to Steph Curry, of course. Finally got his finals MVP, you know. Now nobody can't say nothing like he said. What they gonna say now? Because, yeah, at this level, you nothing else you can say now about him. That resume speaks for itself. Then, I don't know. Lately, I've been thinking about, like, uh, Steve Kerr's, like, uh, coaching career, too. Like, how People gonna look at it because I know everybody's gonna talk about you know how much talent he had, but I feel like this series really showed like his coaching you no know, ability besides the talent that's on the court, like him being able to you know actually you know be a NBA coach and scheme his way out of some situations like how Boston was running big a lot of the series with Robert Williams and Al Horford out there at the same time, mm-hmm. like even. Even though they was running with, you know, Otto Porter at center sometimes, like, you know, it was still a good good thing to stretch everybody out and give the lane to Steph. And Steph was doing real good at finishing at the rim. So so yeah, man, it was it was uh it was pretty nice, you know. I feel like shout out to Andrew Wiggins too, man. That man was that man was hooping. So I feel like he about to get a bag, like the him and uh Jordan Poole said in that video, <laughs> they about to get a bag for sure. Uh, yeah, shout out to the Warriors, man. Did their thing. Yeah, uh, shout out to the Warriors because, uh, you know, it's really good for them to get a win after KD departure after being 15 and 50 after losing the play in. You know, Steph saying, uh, I don't want to see us next year, and truth be told, nobody did. You know, it's really good because even come out today, Kevon Looney, <laughs> the Hornets and the Kings already said, hey, man, we interested in Kevon Looney today. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, yeah, so, like, you know, like, 
like you said, like the whole Warriors, like as a collective, play very well. GP two, uh, Andrew, like Will said, was a very very key in the series. The second best player as a Warrior to me in this series. Uh, average nineteen and nine wild guard and Jason Tatum. Um, I struggled early, but he showed up where when it was needed. You know, he y'all gonna get that podcast. Y'all got that button. Y'all got that uh, fourth ring too. So <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Um, like you said, Steph, what are they gonna say now? Man got his Finals MVP. Even though that's all we could have said, he didn't have. All you can say now is that he's not six five. That's all you can say now. But, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, I don't really like to be a critic towards players because people forget these are human. But Jason Tatum. I feel like it's going to learn from this. But one thing I will say is that he's not a top 10 player in my eyes. I didn't think he was until he showed me different. But as of right now, Jason Tim to me is not a top 10 player. And he is only 24 years old. So that's not really even thing to be like, to be down, looked look down upon because he has a more than potential as show. It's not even potential wise. It's shown that he is capable of getting there. But I personally, just after this finals, you have a top ten player would not have eleven points in the first half and two in the second, in a, in a closeout game to me. So, personally, Jason Tim to me is not top top ten player, and it's even daily shown in this series. And I kind of agree that Jalen Brown I played Tatum this series, and the Celtics were the one I went. I would think Brown would deserve the finals MVP, but you know we'll get to the Celtics later on in the episode shout to the Warriors for uh, rebuilding a dynasty yeah yeah. (sighs) real quick uh, with what you say yeah I agree he uh, probably I have him in the top 15 yeah for sure sure. uh, top 10 it was like really debatable like you could put him at like the 9 or 10 spot after after the way he played this, this finals it's like you could tell like he's not like he's barely there. Like he he like he started to uh what's it called? Like you could show that like on the stage like you needed him to really show out and like really say like hey you're gonna be on top of this league one day. He's not quite there yet. Like even though yeah he can get there and he might end up getting there uh again and possibly uh the final soon as well. But yeah, it just it just showed that like he uh is just not his time yet. So yeah, like oh, I was about to say, I don't know. I I never believed in that like top ten artists like right now. I know it's like everybody you know, everybody loves to see you know it's like a you know what now what you doing for me right now type of league. So I get you know everybody's hype about what he's doing at the moment but you know it's still he's still young man like you know he's the ceiling is is endless for him so it's gonna take time you know everybody has that learning moment and i feel like you know this series is obviously a learning moment for him especially like you know with that stat they had they uh had that he had that you said earlier that they had a uh, hundred turnovers in the series or something like that or in the playoffs or something like that so uh yeah i don't know 
Tatum, you know, he's going to learn from it, especially. But one person that I feel like can, like, uh, grow from this, like, in a good way is Jalen Brown, too. Like, Jalen Brown played played his butt off and played, like, a number one number one on that team for, for them, you know. He was having games where he pretty much had to get that offense to jumpstart pretty much all those games in the first quarter. He was the one that was – Really putting them into it, at least getting them when you know the Warriors had Warriors had they uh big runs and stuff like that. So I feel like this could be uh you know a jump start for him in a good way, like Sean. Like yeah, I can do this on the biggest of stages. Like you know I came and you know show why people should you know give me more attention at least. So mm-hmm. yeah, so you know Jason Tatum's gonna learn from it, especially because you know he's young man. So. It's only it's only up from here, so yeah. Well, uh, do y'all think um, there's uh, anything the Warriors should address? Even though, yeah, it's like you came out of championship season. Like, of course, it's like it's hard to say what went wrong when you won, but like, I guess. Do you think they got decisions to make as far as who they got to bring back? And, like, if they let like somebody walk? Because, of course, we know Andrew Wiggins said he, he's going to be back because he doesn't want to go anywhere. Jordan Poole don't want to go anywhere. I doubt when he wants to go anywhere, but, of course, he's going to get offered, like, way more probably. So it's just, like, do you think anything they should be addressing as far as, like, who should bring back and maybe look at a free agent to add? Yeah, I'm going to say they definitely are going to have to make moves. And I think it's going to center around four players in this that are already on the team. And it's got to be two of the young guys and Wiseman and uh, Kuminga or or Moody. One or the other. I don't think they're going to do both. But um, also... Uh, Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins. I also heard that they both want to stay, but they both also want max contracts. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know how you're going to be able to make that work and keep both of them, but I don't think you can, especially because it's like they're both max type of people with uh um with that team. But right now, I don't think you could you're able to keep Steph. Clay, Draymond, and then on top of that, you gotta give maxes to those people. I I don't know. So I think they definitely have to make some type of uh roster moves and first off with the rookies. I think uh the fact that Toronto uh, uh trade OG Adenobi, they might uh need to make that a consideration like trading uh Wiseman uh to them. I feel like they would they would benefit from having Wiseman in Toronto. More especially like, uh, since they already have like a player to build around as Scotty, adding uh, a Wiseman type of player would go many ways for them. So, I think that's a move that they need to make. And then, uh, with the free agency, it's really tough to depict right now, uh, when it comes to those two. But if I had to pick pick one, I would probably go with uh Wiggins. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, honestly, feel like they might go go the young direction, going with uh, Pan Jordan Poole because 
I know, I know it's like, well, I know Kevin Aluni's probably going to go to another team because you can obviously get another, you know, big somewhere else, something like that for a cheap deal, even though I know he's going to get not paid, you know, crazily, but some type of bad because he, uh, he played his butt off in the, uh, in the playoffs. But I don't know, man. It's like Wiggins, Wiggins did his thing for sure, like, but I don't know if you want to give him a max just off, you know, that series alone or even, you know, the first half of the year. I know the second half you kind of, like, had a little down moment from it, but I don't know, man. It's like you got to pick one or the other. And honestly, I feel like Bob Myers might go that the young route just off of – because, you know, they always been trying to win and still had a young core. Like, they haven't been, you know, trading Wiseman, even though everybody – been begging them to trade him to somebody else, package him with a pick or something. Like all those trades always been coming up, but you know, in the rumors, but they don't ever do it. But yeah, I don't know. I honestly think they should keep uh, Jordan Poole just to keep going with that young thing. And I think that's what they're going to do. But I know, I know Wiggins, if he goes out in that free market, he's definitely going to get some team is going to bite and give him a big, huge contract just off this series alone and, you know, him being. Yeah, I feel it. Um, real quickly, I'm going to just say you can go into the next topic, but like uh, like Rob said, with Ananobi, like, I can see what you said too, where like, if they don't max him out, it's not like a thing. I don't think they need to really focus on maxing him out because like, I might not get the same player as Wiggins, but Really at that small forward with the offensive power of Curry, Clay, and Poole. Like, I don't need all I'm looking for for real is defense. And like if we're like for Ananobi, he could probably done it. He probably could slow Tatum down as well. Like mm-hmm. if he was stopped him or impactful as Wiggins. I don't know that. Of course that's something that we have to be seeing. But Ananobi's known as a defender in this league. So it's like Defense, a defense, a defensive wing you can find in this in ABA. It's the NBA. It's defensive wings are come come all all uh all around. But yeah, yeah. You know, you know the the Warriors always figure it out. They gonna <laughs> find out a way to talk them down. Be like, hey, it's, you know, we want you to stay. You know, you got that ring. Don't you want another one? And talk them down and get them for like fifteen million, some crazy junk like that. Hey. Or you see number thirty right here. I have to pay that, so you need no. to come down. All right, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know they always work work it out somehow. <laughs> They'll be like Wiggins. Now you'll have the money and the. Where? So like, well, you can do like, commercials, right? Yeah, like, dude, you're on top. <laughs> I feel like man, I can never. Uh, I can never, like, doubt Bob Myers. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the truest statements you'll ever hear. Mm-hmm. Cause man, that man got KD on the same roster with all <laughs> all four of them. Those big contracts, so he can make it work. So, yeah, they're not, they not afraid to play luxury tax either. So if uh, since Wiggins will be a free agent next season, July twenty twenty three, if he has a great year, like let's say you have a similar year. That's not even say great year, but similar year. Do you think it's right for him to ask for that max? Because let's say all star caliber. I'm not gonna say he's gonna be all star again. But like all star caliber year and then like 
the postseason he had, do you think he's justified if he says, yeah, I think I deserve a max? Since he's since if he's playing the same level, and I'm pretty sure the Warriors will still be playing like the way the Warriors play. If they're successful again, you have no choice but to throw it out because you're you're achieving everything that uh like you want to achieve at the level you want to achieve it at. And on top of that, like you got the you got the chemistry going. You're trying to keep this dynasty as long as possible. I'd for sure throw it uh throw it at him just because you know that you're gonna get if he does it two years in a row there's a good chance that he's not slowing down in your uh the third year either so yeah i would probably throw it yeah i know your course is gonna ask for it because you know everybody asks for max now these days man even freaking deandre aiden miles bridges they all asking for maxes but yeah i don't know man it's like it's always like, you know, could we get that, uh, you know, different guy that can fill in the same role for a cheaper price? Like you said, like an OG Ananobi or something like that. But honestly, I don't know. It might be something that kind of is too hard to, like, find the exact role for him because, well, like, replacement for him. Because even though OG Ananobi is kind of at athletic, but I don't know if he's getting 16 rebounds in a playoff game. Like Wiggins was like that. That's that's some some type of athleticism that's only you know one the one in a generation or like once of a you know those type of players like few and far in between. So I don't know. It really depends on if they can talk him down, but but I'm I'm sure he's gonna probably ask for one. Shout out Andrew Duck Duncan man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, we also I want to say shout out to Otto Porter too. I forgot about. Oh him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Otto Yo, dog, we've already talked yeah. about Will before. Oh, yeah. sorry. It rings, rings when they run in the family, man. You know. I got <laughs> that brother gonna get him a ring. Man, it's crazy. But uh, you guys want to? Do you guys want to address the Celtics? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, real, real quick, and I they did say that they were going to go after a true point guard this off season, and uh, go get one. I don't know exactly, like th- there's lots of uh, different types of ways you can like talk about a true point guard. Mm-hmm. So I, so when they say that, I don't know if they mean they want a Drew Holiday type of player where they can just play make and uh, uh. Play make and pass, and then I mean no, play make and defend, and then you know get a bucket every once in a while if they want to, or if they're like talking about something else. But I agree that they do need to go after um a type that type of player because if you keep since you're gonna uh uh keep Tatum and Brown, uh you're gonna wanna you don't need another like person that can get you twenty points a game. You just need someone that you know can, uh, like know how to run an offense. I mean, uh, run, run the team like on the court, like be a leader. So, I think that type of player is uh what they need, and I think they need to, uh, make sure that they have, like, discipline as a team. Like they need to work on that uh, as a team when it comes to. Uh, decision making, poise, and you know patience, and I think when it comes, uh, like you know, revamping the roster, 
like you know they'll do their thing you know uh uh brad is gonna do his thing in the front office and then you know coaching was phenomenal this year so you ain't gotta worry about any of that but i think as a team like they just need a little bit more player development because they know they they got to the big stage they just need to like know how to execute when the time I think really that's much of what Boston needs to address. Yeah. Uh it's I remember that I remember seeing that too, what you said about them expecting to pursue. Cause I remember like I don't remember like every player, but it was like a Murray and I don't remember it was just Jante or Jamal and a, another all star caliber player and Michael Brogdon, like are expected to be like people they target. And I was confused by it because I forgot who's the all-star point guard that was mentioned, but I'm like, it was an all-star point type point guard. I'm like, so I don't see them, that team moving on. And I don't remember if it's DeJounte or Jamal, but either or, DeJounte is an all-star that Spurs are not going to move. And Jamal, they the war, they, they, the Nuggets been saying the same thing the Warriors been saying with, with Clay, like, wait till we get fully healthy. So And they missed Jamal the last two postseasons, so I'm pretty sure they're not moving him. So Michael Brondon was really the only realistic uh, piece that I saw in that post. I mean, in that uh, news. So that's why I was like, I, I believe if anything, I need to go target Michael Brogdon and not waste all time. But yeah. Yeah. I think they, I saw, yeah, Malcolm Brogdon being a piece too, like today. That's why I feel like that might be the best fit for them, the, that system and everything like that. Because I know they, do need like a true point guard, even though you know Tatum showed his flashes of being able to play make this series, like even though he had a lot of turnovers. And Marcus Smart been playing point guard, you know, most of the year. Then, you know, even though you know he's capable, you obviously want that true point guard to set the table for your your max players like Tatum and Brown. So I feel like that that should be something that they go after as a Malcolm Brogdon type. And they probably could make it happen. I know, like, Aaron Neesmith is, you know, and Daniel Tice, like, Derek White, guys like that probably are expendable for them. So they can probably, you know, move on with those guys and try to go, you know, all in on the point guard that they would need, you know, for the future and, you know, those situations that they run up into, like, you know, what they had to deal with this series. So, yeah, but honestly – like, yeah, like what Rob said, they just need to develop. You know, everybody's going to get older, get more wiser. Like, you know, Tatum, Brown, you know, even Grant Williams at times was feeding into Draymond's uh, talking, you know, during the game. And they had to take him out of certain spots and sit him down. Like, even uh, I saw a couple clips of, uh, what's his name, Al Horford, like going over to the end of the bench and talking to him like, you know, we need you in a series. Like, you can't, you know get too caught up into what Jeremiah's trying to pull you into. Like uh and even post game two, Ime Doka was talking about how they, you know, they don't want the players to be talking to the refs all game and worried about the calls that they've been making, like just focus on, you know, the actual game and, you know, move on to the next play instead of worrying about the last play. And I feel like that did get get into their heads a lot that last series. So yeah, but you know, it's it's gonna grow with time. You know, they're gonna get get you know better with being able to get themselves out of those type of moments. So, 
yeah, I actually just need to grow. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be like this because they're a young team, so it's going to be like this. Yeah, the crazy thing about that too was, uh, like you were saying with the refs, they tried to play the Warriors game when it came to like you know Draymond always we we know more than anybody Draymond talks to the rest so much, and the the Celtics really were trying to get on the ref side for everything, and it came to to the point where it was a distraction, and it's like they it seemed like they knew that if the refs weren't weren't going to help them out. The, they had no ch- shot at it. There was so much momentum on Golden State's side. So that was rough itself. But, um, yeah, that was really all I was about to say about uh, about that part. Yeah. 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 Um, I also liked what Will said. Like, Tim can play make, but I think it was, like, really hard for him to play make while getting – Hounded by Wiggins because their game plan was, you know, let's let the slow down stars, of course. Because there's a reason why he trained with Kobe. Because, like you said, Taylor can play make, but he's more of a Kobe than a LeBron. So it's like, that's why I, I agree with you. Like, yeah, maybe you really should go focus on getting a playmaker point. Like, you don't even, that's why you don't even need a point that can get you like 20 points. You can get one that's like, can get you 13 points and, like, eight assists or something like that because you can get your points with Tatum, Brown, whoever, and not, not even just those two, but throughout the roster. Yeah. And then, like, uh, what you were saying earlier about those, like, all-star guys like Jamal Murray like or uh, DeJounte and, like, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, those, those guys are going to take a lot of shots from Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I don't think you would want, like, that type of caliber guard, especially if it's like a Jamal Murray, he's a a sh- shooting type of point guard, not like playmaking. So right. he's going to demand more shots. So yeah, like like what you said, like a guy like Brogdon, it's not high maintenance. Like he's going to be trying to set up the you know set the table for those all star guys because those are the scores of the team. Like you obviously want them to get all their shots. Right. That's a that's a very good point too because. You know, that's not a name chase. I understand. It's like, yeah, we get another all-star caliber player. It can probably be beneficial. But, yeah, that's another good point. You would take away from Tatum and Brown. And, like, yeah, Murray's so good with the Nuggets because you have a playmaker center in Jokic. So, like, yeah. that'll set him up. And then, like, yeah, I agree. Michael Brown it would be even more better because I say in 13 and 8, we know Michael Brown can average 16 points in a season, possibly, for real. That's even more beneficial while setting up the t- setting up for Tatum and Brown as well. Yeah. Oh, I want one more thing. I he I feel like he would be a, a great fit too because his game is kind of like you can't rush his game. He's like one of those like like uh SGA like type of guys. Like you can't rush his game. Like he's gonna get to his spots. I've never seen him really razzled like that that often at least. Very true, very true. That's the president. Never Milwaukee. That's the president. <laughs> man, <laughs> president music, man. Man, playing that doing like crazy. I remember always in sacks listening. We always watch Milwaukee. You always turn it up when you score to listen to. Right. Yeah, <laughs> for real. And real quick, I did uh, one more thing about uh, the Bro- uh, the Brogdon fit. I think I did forget to mention that I thought that that would be a great fit for them because he's a, a person that like can do a little bit of everything. 
and like we know that he can rebound and uh play uh like make plays and get his own shot when he needs to. So I think that would uh, be great, especially with uh the Pacers, um like really starting their rebuild, and you know they got Halliburton now, and uh and they got Buddy right. All right. Yeah. So yeah. I think uh with them like starting off with. Uh, with that, I think they'll want to go around that more. And the fact that Brogdon is still valuable, I think Boston might have to uh, throw like uh, they might have to even give him a, a first or possibly two, depending on how valuable uh, Indiana like sees him as they could do that uh, trade for that. And then now you have like a well-balanced team for Boston that can like make another run at the title next year. And then also we got the Pacers. Uh, really starting young, uh, trying to get some pieces for Halliburton, and like you got extra players that you can draft. And uh, so far, uh, I think I think Indiana, I trust Indiana's front office now to like be able to use those picks and at least not really hit, uh, hit something out the park, but you know get something valuable or uh, like find something uh, more valuable than people think with their picks, so. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But overall, that was a great, great finals, man. I really enjoyed watching that, honestly. feel like, feel like uh, our prediction of, like, you know, it was more of going to be more of a coaching matchup, like a chess match. I feel like that actually played out to, you know, being what it was on the court, so. I really did enjoy watching this finals. Yeah. I uh one thing I didn't like about Boston game five is they didn't look the same in game five or six. It's not even fatigue. They look like they just quit. It it I just didn't see the same fire under them. And maybe that was just because how big the Golden State kept kept getting the lead and they just no matter what they were doing, they couldn't come back. So maybe that tells like maybe that's part of being young. But uh, one thing I know, if I'm Eme next year, I got to address is like you can't quit because it's it's a 48 minute game, and we've seen crazy comebacks. Like I remember the stat of the 2008 Finals: the Lakers blew a 24 lead to the Celtics at when it was 24 at the half, and yeah. it's like that just show that should just show you like it's a 48 minute game, and even if you can't come back, you need to have momentum going into the next game, in my opinion. So, really, yeah, Boston, I think, are set up for goodness because your stars are young. And, yeah, the East is going to do nothing but get better because you did beat Milwaukee this year, but you can't bank Chris Milton being injured again. So, it's like, if I'm you, I'm I'm doing the same thing we all talked about already, just in the point guard. Maybe even get some wing depth because, yes, Tatum and Brown were getting killed because of your fatigue. If go yeah. get another wing deck, because, like, I mean, Al Horford, of course, got an aspiring contract, so you got to see about that. But, like you said, expendable people with Tice, White, Pritchard, because Pritchard seemed like Pritchard was played a little bit less throughout the series because his shots weren't going in, and he's 6'1". So it's like he can't really defend well. But, um, yeah, it's like if I was you, go give a solid defense backup wing as well if you can. But yeah, I think uh, once they get those little knickknacks together, they're they're gonna do nothing but still be there, of course. Yeah, yeah, the fatigue really showed Game Six. Like I saw a lot of 
possessions were that um I think they go and stay lead was like like at fifteen or twenty at some point and then I saw a lot of Jason Tatum like just like chucking shots up. Like it was kinda like what you said, like they kinda gave up at that point. So yeah. But yeah, like what you said, it's forty eight minutes. Like I feel like that goes into that that player development too type of thing. Like it's more, you know, more stuff than just shooting the basketball. Like it's mental aspects that, you know, obviously you're gonna get better as you get older. So yeah. <laughs> All right, so real quick, uh, a question I got for y'all is: What teams since the since the draft is less than a week away, and they're now like we know the draft order of like all thirty teams. So, what do you think? Like the teams with uh like late round picks, uh like the teams that have, uh, I know Denver just traded with OKC to get picks twenty one and thirty now, so. Like teams like that, do you think they should use those picks, or do you, uh, or like the one first round pick that they do have, you think they should use that, or should they try to like trade and find uh, a veteran player on a different team that can help? And like who else, and on top of that, who else do you think uh, can make a move like that that will threaten Boston or Golden State in their conferences? Honestly, I feel like the Heat might have to do something with they pick because I know they pick is like 27 or something like that. And I, I don't really like expect them to use it. Or if they – well, if they do, I feel like they shouldn't use it. Like that should be a pick that you package in with, you know, the trade package earlier of like, you know, Tyler Hero or something like that to try to get that better, you know, score to help out the J uh Jimmy Butler, you know, especially what you saw this playoff series, like you can't have him playing forty eight minutes. Like he gotta get some type of rest. Or at least if he's playing forty eight minutes, he gotta get somebody on his side that's gonna help him in the scoring department. It's not just him because you see, you know, during that playoffs, Bam could be like either I'm looking at the rim and trying to be aggressive and shooting or I'm not looking at it at all. I'm just passing it and doing whatever. And I don't know. I feel like 76ers probably will use they pick too, even though I, I don't know what could they honestly use. Obviously, you could try to, you know, use that pick and package it off for like Tobias to get rid of that money and try to get somebody that's, you know, cheaper at least, but or like get more depth with that team because I feel like that was probably their biggest issue was having a lot of depth on their team because once you got past the starting five, like guys like Gorgie Jang or Fork on Cork Miles, like people like that is not really gonna get you that far when you get to like playoff basketball. Yeah. Yeah, uh I was gonna go talk about Philly. Cause um I think they they really just they don't need much. Like death would be nice, like Will said. But I can tell they need shooting. That's what they I feel like that's where they really were missing at because MB gonna continue to get triple team in the post so he gonna need shooters to kick out to found down i'm looking like guys like max admas who shot like 41 percent from three as well as um nate les whiskey who shot 44 percent like and this dude named Caden rice as well from georgetown he shot 40 percent like there's shooters in the draft i think that's what they need to address philly because 
you have your playmaker in Harden. You have Tyrese Maxey still. You have Joel Embiid. I'll be interested to see they do do something with uh, Tobias Harris or if he's going to stay. But I personally think shooting is what Philly needs to address. And I'm also looking forward to see uh, what what uh, Miami does as well because their offense was lacking in the playoffs as we saw at times, especially in the uh, Boston series when they go against a top-tier defense. So as well, like, it's some – guys that you don't even of course like the top prospects are going to go in a lottery of course but like the guys that fit is and uh can be definitely late round well late part of the first round I should say definitely you can glue guys that can fit your scheme i feel it and i was asking that question because i saw i know there's uh like a lot of ways that you can look at summer league and i was thinking that these teams need to get like Kind of how uh, um, I know Miami loves to use like the undrafted free agent like portal uh, to try to find, you know, whoever uh, can fit because uh, teams like that, they need to find those like uh, great players that like they, they don't need to do every single thing. Like you can find someone that can just, you know, catch and shoot when needed or uh, just play off ball defense, uh, get into somebody's head, you know, those types of dirty work players. Uh, that like you could find uh that are young and then possibly, uh, like either like show the potential and then they can find an opportunity on a different team like either a trade or getting picked up or something, or uh, you know find out that you can put them at the end of your bench and then like use them for those situations needed, but. I love the depth in this draft class because there's people that are really strong in one category. So I think that will help with the teams late in the round. So I think they, this will be the year that like those types of players could uh, benefit. And also I think Brooklyn needs to also like take advantage of that too, because um, like, I know they got a lot for uh, from the Ben Simmons and James Harden trade. And I think now that they, they're going to have Simmons and stuff like that, they're going to realize, like, they might need to add one more, uh, like, player that can sc- that has the ability to score but doesn't need to, like, score a lot, you know? And uh, uh, mainly because uh, the spacing is going to be interesting, especially when uh, you have uh, Drummond. I don't know if Drummond's going to end up uh, – uh, staying on the team or not long term, but uh, like when you have Ben Simmons on the court with uh KD and Kyrie and uh Seth, you might need to add one more uh uh player on the court that can do something special. So I think Brooklyn's also a team that needs to do that. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of uh, rumors about about uh Jaden Hardy possibly going there, but it's like. I don't know. I feel like Jaden Hardy's like a type of guy that needs the ball in his hands, like a Cam Thomas, like too. I was I just about to say that when you, yeah. as soon as you said Jaden Hardy, I was like, no, that's literally Cam Thomas again. Yeah, that's what I, and I've been seeing him like going to them a lot in the draft, and I don't, I really don't like that. Like, yeah, like what you said, for like, is they need guys that, you know, kind of maybe like a Philly thing too, like they can play off the ball, but still can get their shot off, like, not high maintenance guys that you know they need the ball to develop into what they can you know 
be in the future. So I don't know. It's gonna be something that they I do, I guess. Yeah, and honestly, real quick side note, I think the Pistons should go after Cam Thomas if they cannot get uh either Sharp or Ivy in this draft. Or if they don't it or if the trade with of Jeremy Grant doesn't, you know, get another guard. I think they should look at Cam Thomas as an option that they should trade for. Because he he needs to get I, – I've been saying this since he got drafted there. I don't want Cam Thomas in Brooklyn because I think he has so much potential. Yeah, yeah it's his stock – I mean, not stock. Uh, draft – not draft. Freaking trade value. is <laughs> probably, yeah. probably low. So I feel like it's going to be saying. that hard to get him, honestly. It shouldn't. And then uh, – yeah, it's like lack of talents can get like those. I think second round picks can be very good as well. Like guys like Jabari Walker, uh, Johnny Juzang, even Scottie Pippen Jr. There's a lot of young, young raw talent in that second round that can really benefit players. I mean, not benefit players, but uh, benefit contenders, I should say. Yeah. Dude, I feel like um, another guy too, Ron Harper Jr., I feel like he could. Good with the uh, Heat too. I feel like he got that. Uh, he seems like a Heat type of player. Yeah, like that mentality, that that grit and grind type of guy. Yeah, he can still get his shot off too. Like he's a good shooter. As I said, bear shooters and pops, man. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, he could honestly fit on the Heat. I feel like. Yeah, I think I think he could honestly uh, be something different on the Wizards. I don't know why. Like the Wizards specifically, but I can see Ron Harper going on the Wizards and uh making a decent amount of uh uh noise. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Oh, but you know, real you know what, real quick, real quick. I wanna go around and see what y'all would want y'all teams to do in the draft. Obviously, I know the Lakers they pick story. I don't know, it's you know, it'd probably be like a late pick if that. But but obviously with the Pistons and then, you know, Thunder and Rockets, which I think they should do in a draft. So, I, I, yeah, I was about to say Zell, but I was like, all right, good statement, because that's basically it. <laughs> uh, I was about to say, I don't think they could do it much in, uh, in the draft. I'm not sure. But I think the, th- the draft is uh, – like, I think the world revolves around the Thunder in this draft. That's why I was pausing. I was like, how do I word this? But I think the whole draft revolves around the Thunder. Because we know, we all know Presty works in silence. He doesn't say a word about what he's doing. And we don't know why. But that man always makes the right decision somehow. So I'm not stressed that we're going to do something bad or anything because I was so hurt that we took Josh Giddy last year. And I want it's because I was a Kuminga and Scotty Barnes fanboy when the time was coming last year. So, and I think lots of Thunder fans agree with that too. Cause I, we were all talking about uh, like the expectation for that, but uh, with the number two overall pick, Having, I know it's at this point is down to between 
Jabari and Chet, although they did say that there were uh there was still a possibility that Paolo was in the mix. And me personally, I've been fantasizing about Chet being in the Thunder, uh, in that Thunder jersey, just because he he really wants to be there. And on top of that, I think he's a center that is good at every category other than like uh strength. And the fact he's not even uh that we it's like starting to become a uh like a trend to hate on him because of his body. But but I think he's gonna end up just proving everybody wrong, just like uh anytime people people say size doesn't matter, like the those people that are like really determined to prove him wrong will prove him wrong. So just wait until he actually like gets ready. So I think I want Chet number two. And then at number twelve, I think we're gonna end up moving up. But if any way we could find a way to get Shaden Sharp, I I would literally die in happiness if that was a way. If there's a way. <laughs> and on top of that, uh I know uh that guy uh I don't know how to pronounce it, it's like Mickey or something. Uh, but he was a point guard in the Euro League, and he won uh Finals MVP twice. And he is a scorer, and he's like he's ridiculous. I was looking at his highlights, but OKC has his rights, and he's and him him and his team are ready to come to the NBA, but it's not it's not going to be with the Thunder. So we can package him and do something, and. Apparently his value equates to like a late first round pick, and I'm hoping that we can package him, and maybe thirty to move up into the early twenties, or get trade him, and twelve pick twelve and then move up early in the draft. Cause either way, I think Presty's going to keep making the right moves, and I think OKC is going to be dangerous next year as a young team, regardless. Yeah. Now, Zell, go ahead. I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, I mean, since Lakers don't really have a pick, I'm looking. For, of course, you know, I'm just looking for what the hometown team does. But uh, I know Jaden Ivy is the top of the crop. If there's some way he can get to us, so I mean, I'm just really looking to see how that plays out because I know the top three is the top three. So, I mean, I'm really just going to wait for that. But I'm also going to look for what other teams do, like the Pelicans, like the Trailblazers, they actually trade to who they're going to trade or any other teams that left in the lottery. Especially, well, I'm definitely looking forward to what the Kings are going to do with that four, number four trade talk heating up. So I know I know the Knicks will love Jaden Ivey. I know that's their target. If not Jaden Ivey, then Dyson Daniels is what they're looking at. But the Wizards want to move up as well. So it's like it's a, a lot of uh, heat around that number four pick that um, I'm interested to see. I'm also interested to see, of course, what the Pacers are going to do because I don't even know what they would draft. I don't know if that would be a shade and sharp for them. But, you know, it's a lot of uh, a lot of foggy thoughts after the top three, which is something I like because now it's not predictable. And, like, you, we could all – Thursday and probably have our jaws drop if something happens. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm honestly interested to see like who goes where, how 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 would they make that team better? 
that that makes sense. I feel it. What about you, Mister Rocket, with the number three pick? Ah, man, y'all y'all know who I want at number three. I've been Paulo, Paulo, Paulo ever since the news about Jabari, you know, possibly going one came out. So hopefully, you know, he falls to three. That would be, you know, my dream uh, prospect for our team. I feel like we do need that that guy that you know can also get his as well. Cause I feel I feel like teams could, you know, easily hone in on Jalen Green and you know KPJ. I feel like it's been a, done a lot and caused a lot of turnovers in that little losing streak that we had that long, the fifteen twenty some game losing streak we had, but. But yeah, Paulo obviously with three. Then uh, you know, going into like uh seventeen. I don't know. I just feel like uh I honestly like Ty Ty Washington, but I know that he might not fall that far to, you know, seventeen or something like that. So probably a guy like uh that's dude from uh Kansas, but I can never pronounce his name right. Uh, I know exactly who you're talking yeah, about. I know who yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then, uh, Tari Eason been on my mind a little bit, but honestly, he's more of a project, so I don't know how that will go. And then, uh, 26, a guy like, uh, Blake Wesley, he's been, been, uh, popping up a lot on my draft board a lot, but, uh, I don't know. Honestly, we just need to fill out the depth, really. Jalen Williams, too, it's a guy that, uh, the fit because we do need bigs. You know, they've been doing a lot of good draft stuff in the in the past, especially last year. I love that draft last year. So, so yeah, I'm excited for it, honestly. It'll be a great day. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great day for all of us, especially as Pistons fans, because uh, another name, uh, I, I didn't say much about the Pistons. I really just talked about the Thunder, but uh, real quick, everybody knows I'm I'm I've been fantasizing about uh Jay Nivey in the Pistons uniform. And I'm I'm praying that we can trade up to number four and get it because I do not think uh even at five, I don't think Sacramento's staying at five. And uh to get someone that they could trade back to and get number five. Like, because I don't think they'll take Ivy because Ivy doesn't even want to be in Sacramento. And they know that, too, because he said it. So, uh, I don't know. Um, well, according to sources, I'm about to say, don't, I'm not going to say I, I know that he said it. I, I heard he did. But I can't, I can't drop that because if it's not true, then, you know, I might get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think he would be a great fit with the Pistons, mainly because it takes uh, a lot of pressure off of Cade. Because if you you can't triple team Cade, knowing that you have uh, uh possibly the best guard in the draft right here in Ivy, who I I think is uh unanimous that he's the best guard uh in the draft uh to me, but uh. I think another person that uh, I've been looking at, if we do not, if we get a shooting guard, is Benedict from uh, Arizona, and he 
he is so exciting to watch, and I think he will be a good fit because he uh, he, he not only is he exciting to, uh, in uh, athletically, he can also shoot and uh, be a force on defense. So I think that uh, if that's the one person that we kind of like sell high on, I would not mind with that. But I think the more boring pick that is really likely to happen is Keegan at number five. And I wouldn't mind that. I really like Keegan as a prospect, but uh, it would probably be disappointing, but that's the worst case scenario. And if that's the worst case scenario, I, I, I'd i take that. Yeah, I like that. You said that too, because I'm not as low as everyone else is on Keegan. Me neither. Like, yeah. yeah. If I had to choose, of course, don't get me wrong, Jaden, of course, if I had to choose. But if we're... We're the same team that take Darko Milicic, so we don't. Let's not criticize Keegan. So you know what I'm saying. Like if if Keegan is there and that's what that's all we could get, then I I would I would not cry in pain. Basically, yeah. Like yeah. Honestly, I I, I agree because King Keegan, of course, is not the the sexiest name. You know, like. Jay and Ivy, of course, everybody. That's the obviously the dream pick for the Pistons. But honestly, it's always those those guys that's not the biggest name that always turn out to be like solid players that could contribute and fill in in any role. And honestly, I feel like we need that for the Pistons, somebody that can fill in in any role because it's guys that specialize in certain things are on our team. But I feel like. If we had that like Swiss Army knife type of dude, it would really help us. But yeah, I I like that too because it's a few things about Keegan. Like <laughs> stars, I I know the talk is that he's slow and all, but we can teach footwork. We can teach that. It's like he seems so. One thing he he's a good rebounder. He's a very good rebounder, and we suck in rebounding. Like even with Marvin Bagley, we suck in rebound rebounding. Because Isaiah Stewart was six nine at center, and then we also selected Luca Garza, who of course was a late second round pick, but he is a slow big man as well. And Keegan seems more expandable because of his length and his athleticism when he is at the rim. And Keegan is definitely, like I said, good rebounder. And plus, you know, we have Keegan Michael Key that's from Detroit. Why not? Why not Keegan? Michael? <laughs> right, right. Two Keegans, man. I'm just saying, like, nah, yeah, like I said, don't get me wrong. If Jaden there, for all means, get Jaden Ivy. But if Keegan Murray is a Detroit Piston, do not, do not be like, why? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and on top of that, I won't be mad if we somehow get Keegan and then another pick in this draft, because right. that's still a possibility with Jeremy Grant getting traded. Because we could get as high as the seventh pick. So. If that happens, say we get five and seven, we can get a guard like Benedict or Dyson Daniels or something. Uh, and we got we got Troy Weaver now. I think Troy Troy is pretty good at what he's doing. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give the edge and say that that will probably be our worst case scenario. But I think the Pistons can do something special that night. Facts. Facts. And Troy, we trust, man. Troy, we trust. Of course. 
But is there any other team that uh, to look out for in this draft? Oh, also interested in the Spurs, actually. Just because how they're going young and, like, what would they do to, like, what what key, like, lottery guy can they add around DeJounte? Whether that is Dyson Daniels who can get his shot and they have, not have DeJounte create everything for him because DeJounte was getting triple doubles because he created everything for a lot for the Spurs. So I'm also I'm also looking forward to the Spurs as well, even yeah. though they're uh, my brother's division rival. Uh, yeah, hey, hey, I got to deal with them all the time. They always kick our tail. So nah, I see it. It's whatever at this point. I know we're <laughs> developing. <laughs> so it's all right, man. Dejounte, Dejounte, get out eventually. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> He got at some point, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, bro, DeJounte really had a good, a great year that no one really talked about. Man. And they still not talking about it. Still not. That just show you about the small market, man. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's amazing what he's doing because he is also, like, a great defender. And I know people say, like, they compliment his rebounding. But they got to remember, DeJounte's still not a big guard. Right. That man goes and gets his boards. So I think he is someone that, like, of course he broke out this year, but if you give him a little bit more help, he they can do something with him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of those teams that I'm honestly looking forward to see what they do in the draft is the – the Pelicans too, because you see, like now they, I feel like now they they trying to go into that that win now mode with those, you know, the obviously with the trade for CJ, and then hopefully Zion coming back at full health. I wonder what they're going to do with that eight pick, because it's been seeing a lot of things with you know AJ Griffin, of course, but I don't know, I don't know what they will do with that pick, and if it's a trade, I'll, I'll honestly. I'm looking forward to it because I feel like it's going to be like a splash of a trade if it's any trade with that that eight pick. Yeah, I feel it. I think uh, – oh, go ahead, bro. Now, I was about to say something quick, real quick. But uh, I was about to say real quick, like, I know you said what teams we're looking for. I want to say Hornets so bad. Kai Jones and uh, James Book Knight. I, I, oh my god, man! So trade them to Houston. We need them center, please. I like, forgot I'll they take got Kai, Kai Jones, Jones and Harvey. I take Kai I Jones. forgot they had Kai Jones. I was so disappointed. I wanted that was another person that I wanted OKC to draft last year, uh, James Booknight. And well, well, I wouldn't say I wanted to, them to draft him. I wanted them, uh, like since all the other players were available, I would have taken him way over Giddy. And I know that's crazy to say, but I didn't. I didn't know Giddy was like this. Hey, I feel like nobody knew. So I feel like y'all, y'all definitely won on that. There, there's lots of people that swear like up and down that they did, and I give them the benefit of the doubt because they be praising about it. But uh, you, you are completely right about that. I could. I didn't even think about how their drafting has been lately. And of course, we say Lamelo, and you know Miles Bridges and stuff. But I mean, Lamelo was the obvious pick right there. And then uh, Miles, I, I give him, I give him that. 
<laughs> Pink lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> Bro. I'm oh, yeah. Man. And uh, PJ. PJ Washington. Uh, Paul Joint. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really am looking forward to the draft, man. I know. I know. It's like, yeah, Warriors, congratulations. We see this, we've seen this movie before. Now it's time for the off season, man. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, one more point, Will. On what you said about the Pelicans, I am. I'm actually super excited on what they could possibly do, just because they were this good without their number one star player. Yeah. And it's like it's like Ingram is like you know is a great player, and you know. And he's going to make you a wild card team. I said wild card team, uh, playing team. But just imagine when you add Zion to that, and if he actually lives up to that expectation. Because remember, he was the most hyped up, like consistent hyped up player coming out into the draft since LeBron. So just imagine if he actually lives up to that hype. Yeah. As Pelicans definitely a good point, good team too. Like you said, man, all star Brandon Ingram, bro. It was a uh, was definitely hooping this year. And, and then Zion was the all star last year, right? So you had Zion, all star, twenty seven point sixty two percent shooting self with CJ. Uh, we definitely they're definitely a team in the mix. And what, I'm sorry, was that six? You said sixty two percent, something like that. I don't know. I just know it really well. No, when I tell you. Nobody, nobody, and I mean nobody, should be scoring 27 points on 62%. Oh, oh you're coming. That's straight, Mike. There's nobody that should be averaging 27 points on 62%. That is ridiculous. That's straight, Mike, career numbers. Exactly. So oh, just I, that's why I'm so excited for it because – that number eight pick, you could really trade for something nice. Okay. And then you still already have that core. You're basically di- getting two new super like stars into it. Because Zion, Zion was like, you know, he was there, but he ain't play. So that's basically going to be added back into your offense and whoever you get uh, with that eighth pick if you decide to trade it or draft. Either way, they know what they're building there, so... That's gonna be nice. Facts, but it just it just goes to show if you get lucky in the lottery, if you somehow win the lottery, you cannot mess it up. Yeah, you can't. Very true, brother. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, we are gonna do a mock draft, everybody. Ooh. Oh yeah, right. Who is the the mock draft episode, so be be looking out for that. It's gonna be gonna be a great episode. Yeah, man. When we did our NFL one, that was so much fun. So now nah, I can't wait to do this one. That was yeah. Great. I'm definitely about to be doing my homework on this. So <laughs> yeah. I'm be very very much prepared. Of uh, course, man. It's the best day of the year. <laughs> draft day. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, we gotta do some. We gotta do an episode on. Uh, Fantasy football, when the time comes. Oh yeah, because yeah. I, I was about to say I want to discuss that. Yeah, hey, I'm down. Yeah. yeah, 
right. Well, that's going to wrap it up from the Low Key Sports crew. Thank you all so much for listening. And what a great year that it has been. But we are definitely not stopping here. And we're going to really get into NFL talk again. Uh, but first off, we got we to gotta make sure we get to draft day. So we will see you all next week on the NBA draft. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.